0: God bless God. I want us to look at the glory and the goal. Isaiah chapter 60, I'm going to read the first five verses, it says, Arise, shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of Yahweh is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But Yahweh shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the nations shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about, and see all they gather themselves together. They come to thee, thy sons shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The wealth of a nation shall come unto thee. Now, um, I've been looking at Isaiah 60 a lot, those of you that follow my ministry, and it's almost in a sense that you can't get out of it, but you know, it's all there. Everything is there in Isaiah 60 that the Lord wants us to walk in, in these times, and he's preparing a people to walk in this chapter, in the glories of this chapter. Arise, shine there, let us come. And the glory of Yahweh is seen upon you. And it says his glory shall be seen. His glory will be manifest upon thee." When the glory of Yahweh arises upon you, look what happens. The nations come to you and kings come to you. The glory of God upon you is a magnet for nations, for people and for kings. And they bring their money with them. The wealth of the nations comes unto you. It says that, the uh, abundance of the sea shall be turned. It says that they shall bring gold and incense. They'll bring silver and gold with them verse 9 to the name of the Lord your God. So they're bringing money. They're bringing the silver. They're bringing the gold. They're bringing commodities of God. Um, So when the glory of Yahweh rises upon you the nations come. uh, Verse 6 says they will bring gold and incense. The gold follows the glory. Folks the gold follows the glory. So if you want the gold, just have the glory show up in your life. Now, we're not hunting gold, we're not seeking gold, we're not in this with a materialistic incentive because the, the glory is really what it's all about. But when the glory shows up in your life, all, when the invisible glory becomes manifest in your life, then you start to see All the blessings manifest with it, because all your blessings are in the glory. Every blessing in heavenly places in Christ belongs to you. It's in the glory. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. So the gold follows the glory. Gold is a type of the glory of God in Scripture. Gold is physical glory. When the glory of God shows up in your life, it attracts its physical counterpart which is glory, sort of gold, wealth, riches, silver. Wealth is manifested glory. Gold is physical glory. You ought to be expecting gold to come to you. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, what's happening there, Haggai chapter 2, is that the silver and the gold is coming into the last day's temple. Well, that's you and I. We're the last day's temple. Um, His house, his temple. Now, I'm going to say this. It's not common to every Christian. What I mean by that is not every Christian, not every person who professes the name of Jesus is going to walk in this. It's only going to be for those who set themselves apart, who position themselves for glory. When you position for glory, the gold will show up. You need the gold. We need the gold and silver. If we didn't need it, he wouldn't have promised it. Wouldn't be part of the blessing of Abraham. So wealth is manifested, glory. Gold is physical glory, visible glory. Verse 7 of Isaiah 6, tells us that God will glorify the house of his glory. That's you and me. We are the house of God. We are his temple. I think the Septuagint calls it the house of prayer. So the house of prayer, which is the temple, we are the house of prayer. We are the house that connects heaven to earth. And we're on earth and we we are portals to heaven. And God channels through us blessings from his glory through us as his temple here on earth. We are the house of God. We are his temple. That's you and me. Look at Solomon's temple. It was covered in gold. Go we'll and read the story of it. Now, why is that? Because gold is a manifestation of glory. Physical gold in the, in the physical universe is a manifestation of glory. Now, people say, well, what about all the unbelievers that have gold? Well, they ought not have it. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith Yahweh of heaven's armies. So it doesn't belong with them, it belongs with God's people. It belongs in Zion, it belongs in the temple. And that's We're correcting that. We're correction agents. We're restoration agents, bringing things back to how they should be here on earth, which is that God's people, the Zion of God, have all the gold, have all the the glory, and have all the physical glory, which is gold, which is silver, which is precious things. So we need to understand that's our purpose. We're here to manifest the glory. That's what Isaiah 6 is all about. Now verse 9 tells us that we're going to have sons who will come with silver and gold. Of course that's harvest. We'll have spiritual children. People will be born again under our ministry. There's going to be a great harvest, the end time harvest. But silver and gold is coming with these folks. that, That tells me that a lot of rich folks are going to get saved. And they're going to bring their wealth into God's house. And you know that's what happened in the early church. Those that had lots of money. uh, Lots of possessions. They sold what they had. They sold their possessions, sold their land, and they laid it at the apostles' feet. And they gave to the apostles money to be redistributed to those that didn't have much. These folks that are coming, these sons who will come with silver and gold, they're going to be people who see the glory of God upon us and get saved. They will be our children in the Lord. And they come loaded with gold and silver. Listen. How do you think God is going to affect the Commonwealth transfer? His glory is going to be seen upon us, and it will attract unsafe folks. They're going to see something in us they don't have. Their money will mean nothing in that day. You know, if someone has something better than what you have, you will exchange money for that. Amen. You know, if you have if you have a car, uh, let's say a Rolls Royce, a beautiful Rolls Royce and you put it up on Gumtree or one of these sites, and somebody wants it bad enough, they will exchange their precious dough for it. They'll they'll give you money for that. Why? Because that's the law of economics, the law of transaction. You will always pay for something that you regard as more valuable. If a car is more valuable to you than the money in your bank account, you'll take the money to your bank account and buy that car. If the house that you want is more valuable than the money in your bank account, you'll buy that house. Okay, so when these sons come with silver and gold, they're going to say, look, we need what you've got. And it's not about they're trying to buy a blessing, folks. It's that they're investing in what you have. They're investing in Ecclesia. They're investing in the kingdom. They're investing in Zion because Zion is the best place. That's the best deal going. What you have is more valuable to them than the money in their pocket. So they will support ministries, support churches, support the kingdom, support Zion. What use is money when the glory of God is in the midst? Amen. Why will this happen? Verse 9 tells us, because he has glorified you. Now we can say glory to that. God glorifies us, and that that triggers people to bring silver and gold and invest in what we're doing, because they, they will understand that kingdom and Zion and the things of God are more important than the things around them, and more important than what they have invested in which which is which has f- been fruitless for them. A lot of people invest money in things that don't really end up satisfying them. Um, and it could be toys, trinkets, like boats, planes, all that stuff. Big houses. Verse eleven of Isaiah 60 tells us this will be a 24-hour operation. Men coming with their wealth. Verse 12 tells us that the Lord will make the place of his feet glorious. Now that's everywhere that you and I walk. Because he is walking in us. Okay? He's walking in us, so everywhere that we walk is is the place of God's feet. Verse 14 tells us we will be the very Zion of God. That is the place where the Lord dwells and reigns from. And that's you, you and I. And of course it's individual, it's corporate. It's uh, ecclesiastical in that it's local churches. um, And ministries it's a corporate thing but it's also an individual thing it's the kingdom it's uh the body of christ in the earth those that are of course are plugged into this not those that are living in old wineskins and still living in still in sardis playing sardis games with each other okay god is asking us here i believe politely as much as is possible for for the lord in a sense before it gets real serious folks uh, he's not asking he's he's commanding but i'm saying he's been nice about it okay he's been gentle about it but i think the days of that are over i think the days of that are coming to an end he's telling us sadness is no longer an option if we want to be in what god is doing now which is isaiah chapter 60 which is the zion of god which is living in the last days temple and manifesting all the silver and the gold and the, the precious things. If you want to stay in start, Sardis with its poverty mentality and its powerlessness and its you know uh, manipulative games and backstabbing and chiseling each other and all that, then you can do that. But folks, you're not going to be what God's doing. So in verse 19, we see that God himself is our glory in that day. Verse 19 says that God himself is our glory. The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you. But Yahweh will be to you in everlasting light, and your God your glory. Yahweh is the light. Our God is the glory that we walk in. Okay? So, financial wealth, political and economic dominion will be ours when the glory is risen upon us. The gold follows the glory. Let me say that again. The gold follows the glory. Therefore, if you want the gold, seek the glory. Now, we're not hunting gold. Like I said, we're not doing this because a love of money or because you know we're, we're pursuing stuff or materialistic ambitions. Kingdom wealth isn't about that. Kingdom wealth is about people positioning themselves to be vessels and conduits. Of uh, economic power, which comes of course through wealth, and and using our wealth uh, to further the kingdom and to destroy what the devil's doing in the earth. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And we need to be about that business. You know, poverty is a work of the devil. So when we're engaging in wealth, when we're engaging Manifesting manifesting kingdom wealth, we are also then by default, automatically, about destroying the works of the devil. So, everything you and I need is in the glory. Your provision is in the glory. Everything you need, everything you'll ever need is in the glory, in the sense that there is a, a glory equivalent of it. Now, I'm not saying that your BMW, your Mercedes, or your Ford mondeo I'm not saying they're driving around with them in heaven. But what I'm saying to you is that the substance of the thing you hope for is in the glory. Okay, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And faith is a heavenly, material, sorry, heavenly materiality. Okay, so everything we need is in the glory. Its equivalent is in the glory. Your healing is in the glory. Your deliverance is in the glory. Your prosperity, your your provision, your finances are in the glory. Why? Because there's a glory equivalent. Uh, Remember when Robert Sleardon went to heaven and said that he saw a big warehouse full of healings that people could claim? You see, what's in the glory has to manifest on earth. It has to be stepped down. Okay, that verse in Philippians 4, verse 19. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now you go study that little phrase, according to, and you'll find that, yes, it means, uh, if you like, according to, or uh, in the sense of at the level of. Okay, so it's not just barely getting by street. It's the infinite riches of glory that God supplies your need from. But there's also, a, it's the Greek word is kata. And it means, or can mean, equivalent of or down from. Let's read it saying down from. My God will supply all your needs. Uh, down from his riches and glory. Okay, in other words, it comes through The light speed barrier from above the light speed barrier where the glory is, down into the physical realm, he supplies your need. Down, He steps it down from the glory realm into this realm. Okay? So your provision is in the glory. All you have to do is see it there, claim it there, believe it through the the light speed barrier in a sense so that it manifests here on earth, that light can shine on it here on earth. So, everything you and I need is in the glory. In fact, if it's not in the glory, you ought not to touch it. You know, um, that woman that you want this marriage to another guy, you can't have faith for that. You, that's not in the glory for you. Okay? Becoming the best, uh, the most prosperous drug dealer in the country is not for you. Because it's not in the glory. You understand, You have to ha- it has to be in the glory. The equivalent has to be in the glory. You have to see it. It has to be provided for you, that you can find it in God's word, and it's something you can attach, if you like, faith to. Let me ask you, is sickness in the glory? Is sin in the glory? Is adultery in the glory? Is theft in the glory? Is poverty in the glory? None of these things are in the glory. So the very streets of heaven or paved the gold in the glory, and it says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus taught us to pray that. So as it is where? As it is in the glory. As it is in the glory is what you can walk in here on earth. So you can't walk in sin or darkness or, or all of that stuff, uh, poverty, sickness, disease. You can't walk in that uh, here on earth. You can't pray that through. The only way to access that is going the other way, which is the kingdom of darkness. And we don't want to be doing that. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Now shalt remember Yahweh thy God, for it's he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day. So God gives power to get wealth in order to establish the Abrahamic covenant. Now, in Genesis chapter 12, look what happened. God began to covenant with Abraham, or Abram at the time, Verse 7 tells us that God appeared to Abram and a few verses later in Genesis 13 verse 2 it tells us that Abram was very rich in cattle, silver and gold. So what happened? God showed up and the cattle on a thousand hills followed him. The silver and the gold followed him because the Bible tells us the cattle on a thousand hills are his and the silver and gold belonged to him. When God visited with Abram He just happened to leave a few things behind. Commodities of God. So what is this power to get wealth spoken of in Deuteronomy 8 verse 18? The very promise of God to Abraham had the power in itself to bring wealth into Abraham's life. The actual words spoken to Abraham, the promise, had the power in in those words to actually manifest those things in Abraham's life. So 2 Peter 1 Verse 3 and 4 tells us that God's divine power has given to us all things pertaining to life and godliness. It's speaking of the same thing as Deuteronomy 8 verse 18. It's the power to obtain the resources necessary to establish the covenant, to establish us as covenant friends and partners with God. These verses in 2 Peter tell us that this power is Is made available through knowledge, and this knowledge is understood by reviewing the promises. See, the power, sorry, the promise itself, the promise itself, or the words themselves, have the power to accomplish what they say. The promise has the power in itself to accomplish what it promises. Abraham believed what God said, he believed God's promise. He just accepted that what God said he would bring to pass. The power of the promise was therefore activated in Abraham's life and wealth showed up. What I want you to see, we're going to leave it there, for now we're going to come back to this, um, but we're going to leave it there just now. You need to understand that. And and by the way, a lot of this teaching is coming from uh, a chapter in the book of wealth, which which I wrote, you can get that free as a PDF if you go to kingdomwealth.online and look up free books, free eBooks. Um, what I wanted to, to show you just as we close here, or just to say this, to recap what we've looked at. The things you and I require, desire, need, want, whatever, they already exist in glory realms. They're ours in the glory, Okay. And what we need to understand is the Bible, the Word of God, is is a portal to that glory. So if you can find it in God's Word and speak it into being, into manifestation, you're not speaking it into existence. You're stepping it down from where it exists in glory realms into this realm. So there is a sense in which you're speaking it into being, here in the physical dimension, but it already exists. Faith is not believing for something that doesn't exist. Faith is believing that things exist in a realm you can't see them or touch them yet because faith is what God uses to bring things into manifestation. You are here to manifest what is in the glory. And what happens is, is that what is ours in glory realms begins to show up and manifest in the physical dimension. That's how this stuff works. It's how it's supposed to work. So. When Isaiah 60 talks about us walking in all this glory, glory being seen upon us, all that stuff, what he's really saying is the things in the invisible realm are going to become visible. His glory shall be seen upon you. And that, that is a magnet for things that are here. The wealth of a nation shall come to you. Why? Because you're already wealthy over there. It's just shown up here. Now, I could keep preaching, but I'm going to leave it there. We're going to come back to this. It's a great subject. It is the very subject that God wants us to focus on in these days because it's not just about wealth, it's not just about riches, it's about everything over there that we need to live a successful life here down below. As it is in heaven, so it must be on earth. His will that is done and untrammeled in heaven has to be manifest here. And now, there will be opposition. Now, when you start preaching stuff, you've got opposition because religious folks don't like it. And Paul said that he had an abundance of revelations and he was sent a messenger of Satan to buffet him. And Some folks think that was people or a person. Or it might just have been an angelic, uh, uh, sorry, a demonic messenger. But the point being that it's ours to manifest what we see and perceive in glory realms with the eyes of faith and to pull them out of that glory realm into this manifest realm. And that is what we're supposed to walk in. What you speak today, you'll walk in tomorrow. Amen. So the Lord bless you. We'll come back to this glorious subject. Your provision is in the glory. Believe it, receive it, and walk in it. The Lord bless you.